1: the sharks and the dogs game from last night unfortunately we missed out on the trial of the titans and the warriors so a few things we you know we wanted to have a look at uh, on the titan side obviously you know their spine getting another game together uh, it probably actually hurts both teams in their preparation for sure you know with both of them finally putting together their their you know their best squads pretty much uh, so i think that might hurt them a little bit for round one so from a betting perspective have a look into that uh, but we'll pop into the sharks and the dogs first, and then follow that up with a little update to my team and you know where it 's at right now, and then a couple of the guys that i 'm you know hoping to to see in teamless Tuesday or uh, a couple of guys on the fringe of of my squad currently, but we start with the shark side of things and they played a really, really good game of football, just running hard lines feel like they had you know a lot more of the aggression in this one um, and a lot more. Sort of control uh, and direction in this game than than what the dogs did, and, and if you're a dogs fan, I you know it's not nothing too much to worry about. But I think it's going to take them a bit of time during the season to get things right, get the combinations right. Obviously, Burton's going to be going to be great. Getting Adokar car into the game, um, they looked pretty solid at the start. To be fair, they had a couple of good attacking plays that Sharks kind of defended pretty well, apart from you know, having I think they had three or four sets on the line before Burton went over and scored, but. Uh, overall, I think, you know, not too much to worry about. They won't, you know, I don't see them being a top 18, whereas I see Sharks being a clear top 16 there. Um, and that showed they have a lot of depth. And we go with someone like Will Kennedy. I think he's just going to be a bit up and down. Like, he, he, they have a lot of more attacking weapons this year. Him being their play of the year last year, he had a lot more to do. Himself. So with that being spread around, you know the the park there. You've got obviously if it's Trindle and Hines, you've got some firepower both uh, both sides there. They can use the edges in the, in the Um if it's going to be Graham. You know, fingers crossed he didn't do his syntosmosis uh, We're not exactly sure on that one yet. But they have a lot of attacking weapons in the centers and wings as well. So will he score super well? I think he's going to be decent, but will he um, will he outdo his current average? I'm not sure at this point. Uh, Raymond just did his thing, but I really like Re- 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 Molotalo uh, when he moved into the centres as well. If Trindle is in there with Hines, I don't see that being too much of an issue for Nico. He, his kick game was really solid. That was the biggest part for me, was just seeing that. He had a nice chip, you know, sort of a 30 to 40 metre chip um, over the top, with a little bit of backspin on it that sat just in the in goal. Um, just so just showing a little bit of his talent um, with, with ball on foot. I think he was really solid, Nico, in his you know 50-odd minutes, getting the 36 points, a nice try assist to Nicora. So you can see that being a bit of a, a theme this year, and kicking goals was really obviously didn't have too many tough ones, but you know he's just going to be someone's going to score in, in multiple areas, and I think he's a really solid pickup in your side at the wing, fullback, uh, halfback, dual position there. Uh, if we're looking at Brendan Nicor, I think he's also going to be solid, really score above his average. The chance of some value for sure uh, if he, if he you know builds up a really nice combination with, with Nico. Uh, and then, and then going to the rest of the team, guys like Ikevalu, and to see where he ends up. If he ends up with a spot on the bench as a utility, I don't think will happen. Uh, but if that happens, I think he, you know, you can get him at a cheaper price. For example, Fafita played some big minutes, and I doubt he's going to get that in round one. Yes, they would have McInnes out, so there's someone that you know uh, could give him uh, some some type of opportunity in the squad, but a lower minute role similar to last year would be you know would be him uh, his kind of role, I'd say. Going forward, Royce Hunt was obviously great as well. But where where's the space in this team for both of those guys? For example, I've seen a couple of people putting, you know, Roycey in their team now for feeder as well. So yeah, keep keep an eye on them and how that team looks. And obviously, if there's a bunch of injury, injuries through the year or before round one, then they could become uh, an option for sure. But at this stage, it's probably all on the uh, the Sharks side. I really just wanted to watch for Nico Hines on that one. Okay, we move to the dog side of things. And you look at Dufty, for example, and, and he was solid, right, without being you know, super-duper um, incredible at all. He had a couple of nice passes early, didn't lead to any tries. Shoop, look, um, Shoop or shop, how do we say that? I heard him say shop last night. I'd have that as S-H-O-P or S-H-O-Double-P. Um, so Shoop I'm going with for Aaron. If you people have mentioned Naden, he's never been fantasy relevant. Don't Don't pick him up. Burton was solid again, 35, got a try, um, didn't run the ball too much. They obviously didn't have the ball a lot. That's probably the only worry with Maddie. is it, how good is their team going to be? Is he going to be a better option come later in the season? But if you, if you look back at his scores, when he you know, even though the team never went amazingly well when, when Burton played in the halves with Luai, pretty much every game, well, every game that he was kicking the ball, so he was you know, in complete control of the side, which he will be in this one, he was scoring over fifty every time for the Panthers. And that was even in a team that wasn't doing amazingly well. they were in games, but you know, they'd win the odd one, lose the odd one there. So for me, with Burton, that dual position, for someone that can average that has a potential to average mid fifties to sixty, there's definitely some value there. And I wouldn't um be opposed from picking him up. He's in currently in my squad and he's he's owned by thirty percent of the team. So If he, if you decide to go against him and he he does score really well above that sixty mark and and controls everything and has the goal kicking, then you might miss out. Uh, But if, you know, obviously, obviously, is he someone that you can see scoring under his, you know, um, what he's priced at? I don't see it. So there's really limited upside to not start with him. But obviously, if you feel like you can make your team a lot better without him, without without that five hundred ninety three k, then you can do that as well. Marshall King was there, did his thing. Jackson did what he needed to do in this game. wouldn't be worrying too much about him. Max King with some nice fantasy points again, so um, I'll be happy to see him on the bench, and I'll be picking him up for sure. Tevita Pango Jr. is the, the one to worry about. For me, I I see the upside, right? There's the minutes upside for sure. Um, and what we saw at Panthers at the back end the last year is what really drew me into Tevita. And... Seeing what happened in the game last night, if you didn't, if you didn't watch it, he was just in all of the scuffle. He was throwing, you know, grabbing jerseys, ripping jerseys, just getting into all that, all the bullshit that we don't want him to get into. If he if he gets in and knuckles down, runs the ball hard, offloads well, then he's gonna be he's gonna be worth a lot of money. And at six hundred and eighty k dual position could be really good. He could be someone that gets up to eight hundred k, and that's kind of the the value that I was seeing in him. But if I'm honest, I i I didn't see the improvement that I was hoping. The, the the stuff that I saw at Panthers is what I was looking for, and I didn't see that last night. It was in a trial game, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't need to be playing like that. And and if he's going to be in my team, that's going to frustrate me so much. Yes, the nineteen points, it is what it is, right? He did get sin bin, so we take off a you know add on a bunch of those points again. But the suspension risk just for doing stupid stuff is is my biggest worry, and I think he's going to annoy me having him in my side. And I feel like. I could probably spend the 680 elsewhere. Like it's, it's so hard to be able to make a full team. Um, they a really solid, good team uh, with guys that are undervalued. I could probably find a little bit more value elsewhere at this stage. And that's where I'm going, which we'll have a look at my team in a second. But yeah, there's a couple of guys I was looking at. It was it was obviously Burton, Tabita, um, and someone like Max King to see if he could he could do it again uh, like he did last week. So if he's on the bench, Maxie, I'll be picking him up. Burton, I've got in my team currently um, and we'll jump over into that now. And have a little bit of an idea, guys. I've just um, I'm obviously just doing this in the head-to-head, uh, on the head-to-head screen. So this is actually, yeah, the team. I've just been playing with it, a random team. It's not exactly my team. These are the guys I really like. Um, so it'll be a version of this for my round one team, which you will see definitely after team list, guys. So don't stress too much about that. But where I'm looking at the moment, obviously a few changes from my last update. Kobe Etherington is someone that I think at that price point with the dual position in a hooking position it's a bit odd like I want Harry Grant if I'm honest I want him and my team I just I just don't want to I, I really someone personally that really struggles in that first or second week I just don't feel like I get as lucky some people do obviously you know if you can end up in that top 2k in the first week then great I'm not I think I've only done it one year and the year I did that I came I think 50th overall for example um, usually I'm I'm battling a little bit at the start so I feel like having you know 17 Really good players, you know, We're well, using the, the majority of my cap is going to be ideal. So Heatherington's my man at this stage, at that price point, 50, 55, whatever minutes he can get. I think he can get somewhere you know in the high 30s to 40. Um, and I can use that money that I would uh, give to Grant, for example, a little, uh, somewhere else, whether it be with Payne Haas, for example, who I'm, I'm setting, setting him for getting for Payne. And then I've obviously got a fair bit of money up top. Arrow's in there currently at 554K. I don't see him having any downside. So at a minimum, he's going to be dual position mid-edge. Uh, he's going to be scoring at least 43 points, you'd imagine, on the edge. In some, and, and if he has some minutes upside, if he gets over you know, that 72 and a half minutes that, that Jaden Sewer had last year, then I think there's some nice upside somewhere between the 7 to 10 points around that 50-ish average. So um, that's where I'm with, at with him. I just don't see the downside. He tackles well. Uh, he's going to be on Cody Walker's side, you'd imagine, on the left. Which he's going to get some decent ball, uh, maybe you know a couple of tries to add to it, which he didn't really get last year. And if um, Ara, if Murray spends some time uh, on the sideline, for example, then I can see Arrow moving into the middle as well. So you can either play bigger minutes on the edge, or he moves to the middle a little bit, um, spilling between and getting that fifty to you know sorry fifty five to sixty minutes, which I think has a tiny bit of upside compared to what he was playing last year. Stefano has moved back into the squad more just because i think i've been able to move a few a few guys around and and fit both arrow and stefano in he's got the upside right can you see him averaging lower than where he's priced at around that you know low 40s i don't think so he should be their most i think he definitely is their most important forward uh, outside of the edge in luciano leilua so he has some upside for sure he could turn into that gun, uh, and and even you know, even if it's fifty to hundred k extra, then you're making some value on him um, in a pretty important position in the mids. Okay, a couple of questions. Marks in the edge position. furthermore I wanted to see him play, so not not getting that opportunity. I think he's definitely a bit of a risk. The reason he's in my side at the moment is I had an extra hundred and thirty k, I think, so I just upgraded one of my three hundred and. 30k, 330k, 340k guys. To him, I um, popped him in there because if he does get that big minute role on the edge, he's going to score. really... He should be scoring fairly well. He's obviously a bit more volatile, uh, but he's you know being what J- Jamin Jollis said on the on the pod with TK that he's uh, you know definitely the fittest guy in the club. So he has a you know, ability to play the big minutes. Aitken's been a set and forget, very simple. He can move into the centers if I decide that that's a better idea. Cleary, still is captain if he's playing round one. Kurt Mann, I think I'm going to slot him in there. He's going to have the dual position as well. I'm not going to play Origin. He's someone you can keep uh, for the majority of the year and plug a few positions for sure. Uh, At this stage, Tago is going to sit in my squad. Dual position as well. I think we're really high on that this year. Someone I haven't got in my team right this second is Penasini. Just hasn't worked out. I've moved Amone back in. I think he's just got so much talent. uh, And in a, a half position where... Yes, Hunt's going to be controlling the team, but he has that X-Factor mode, and he's got some nice guys on his left, for example. He's got Suli out there who, who's very damaging. If you can get him early ball, he might be able to get a few try assists as well um, and, and just has terrific footwork. So that's someone I've popped in and haven't got... I, I suppose I can move any of these guys from Penasini, but I'm just going to wait for a team list to, to come through for that one. Burton's still in the squad, as I spoke about. Hines I really like. I think he you know, probably has a little bit of upside... Not too much, but I think you're pretty safe for him You know, kicking goals, being the number seven in this shark side. He's going to be pretty solid. He should be getting the try assists, The tries himself, goal kicks, um, kicks in general play, running meters, tackles. He's going to do a bit of everything, and I think he's pretty safe to get around that 50-55 mark. For Nico, uh, Stephen Crichton, again, when, when everyone's back for the Panthers, he's going to get the attacking opportunities, which he didn't get on the weekend. Same with Tago, for example, and both fairly solid defensively. Rocco Berry again, a bit of a placeholder. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen there. You know, maybe I can play Pereira if he gets the starting spot. Robert Jennings is the same thing uh, on my bench if, if he can possibly get the starting spot. I could play any of those guys in that position. I could bring in Panasini. Uh, There's a few things to do. You know, as I said, would have been nice to see Rocco play. Also, Bo play this weekend in the trial, but didn't get that opportunity. So we'll um we'll make those decisions close to the team list. I suppose the other question is, what other guys was they looking at? Um, in these positions you know, The questions was I could uh, downgrade someone like Furmore And pick up you know, If Pap was available round one I could try and go with Hines and Pap at the back Get rid of a Berry for example uh, And strengthen that up a little bit And that would still mean that my edges are fairly strong I could play to a Lungy if he happens to get the start Obviously a few things to think about uh, I, ch- I chucked out Bullymore at this stage as well just, I just wanted. I think I wanted a moan over Bully more, but someone like Carl Lawton could be interesting if he's getting if he's getting four weeks. I'd be selecting him at 400k. There's yeah, definitely a few different options there. And on the bench again, we are a lot of placeholders at the moment. Guys, I think that will be making the team. Um, Jennings a great chance of getting that uh, wing spot. Ilias will be starting, like playing as a as a scoring player. Randall will be, will be playing as well. Too along if he's starting, will we'll, we'll play him as well. Um, and then Amon, I think you've got to play him also uh, over someone like Pereira, who I think is going to do solid and make a little bit of cash, but more chance of Amon scoring well, I think, than, than Pereira. And then Walters, if he gets the sixth spot as well. So that's currently where the team's at in my thoughts. I think it probably looks a lot better than I showed up the other day. But again, as we know more and more, we're going to find out um, exactly what, you know, where these guys are going to be playing in their teams, exact roles. And I'm looking for guys with, a, uh, you know, uh, probably a little bit of a safer approach, to be fair. I hate picking up a guy and they and they pick up a, a bad score or two at the start. That's probably something you guys should also think about is if they're picking up a bad score in the f- one, two, three weeks, uh, our brains want us to trade them out, right? And we're like, you made a mistake, you're an idiot, trade him out, right? So if you can pick guys that have very limited downside and some upside, you know, whether it's five to 10 points, whatever that is, I think you're going to do pretty well and, and you won't make rash trades, and I suppose my question, yeah, my my thought process in this exact stage is, I obviously want Harry Grant. And he's going to be a very much a priority over the first few weeks. So if I can't, obviously, you're not going to start with him in round one. Then round two, three, or four, I think, will be really important to get Grant in. And there's going to be a suspension. There's going to be an injury. There's going to be someone that doesn't play too well. And we could probably upgrade and do a downgrade somewhere. Uh, using a bunch of trades early is completely fine to pick up the guys that you want. That is for sure. So. Other, other last thing to, to mention is I didn't I didn't talk about the uh, the Twitter that I'm going to be you know, I'm going to start tweeting out a little bit through the season just my thoughts in different games you know a bit of a bit of a quick one here and there so if you want to jump in there Jamie uh, NRL fantasy down the bottom there you'll see on the bottom right uh, and also jumping into the discord and the lead code is there as well uh, also subscribing and liking this video will be perfect as I said I'm going to announce some of the the prizes soon I think they're going to be pretty cool. And we'll catch you in the next few videos. I I still have to add the mid-range for fullbacks as well. So we'll do that in one of the next videos. Hope you enjoyed that, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. See you later